enigmatic patrons, and welcome to our special Patreon episode of March 2020. Thank you for your continued support during this very chaotic and difficult time. Your donations mean so much. I wanted to bring you something a little different this month, something from my childhood that has stuck with me for a very long time. If you like listening to this podcast, which it appears you do, you're probably like me in that you enjoy scary movies. I didn't always like horror films, though. I can't even remember how old I was, somewhere around 8 or 9, but once I was watching TV with my dad down in the basement of our old house. My parents have since moved. My dad was just casually flipping through the channels when the image of a girl with a frightening face sitting in bed began to vomit what looked like projectile pea soup. My dad quickly changed the channel, but not before that scene was burned into my little eyeballs. Soon after that experience, the nightmares began. It was always the same nightmare that would play over and over again, and it would always start innocently enough. In the dream, I'm walking through a meadow, collecting flowers with my parents following behind me. A quaint little cottage suddenly appears on the other side of the meadow, and I begin racing toward it, even though my parents warn me not to go. When I step through the front door of the cottage, I see a table and two chairs with a teapot and little china cups set out. I walk towards the table, wanting to have a tea party. But then I hear my parents enter behind me as they've just now caught up with me. They tell me not to touch anything and not to wander. But I don't listen. I see a long, dark hallway branching off of the main room, and I follow it, leaving my parents behind. I follow the inky hallway until I finally reach a very tall wooden door. I grab the doorknob, twist it, and slowly enter the room. Once inside, I can see the room is full of beds, and they're not just on the floor. Twin beds with flowery pink spreads cover almost every inch of the walls, floor, and ceiling. I can see lumps under the covers, so I assume people are in the beds sound asleep. And peeking out from under some of the blankets, I can see long, thick, curly hair. I stand at the doorway for a few seconds knowing that my parents told me not to touch anything in the cottage. But I can't help myself. I carefully start to make my way toward one of the beds on the floor, one that seems to hold a girl with beautiful, deep, golden curls. The hair, to me, looks so perfectly curly that I think it must be a doll's hair. As I approach the bed, I cautiously reach out a hand, and just as my fingertips touch the first few strands, the girl suddenly sits up in bed, her wild, bouncy hair tumbling around her face. I instantly freeze. It feels like my heart stops beating. Her face looks nothing like Reagan's demented makeup, but it's all wrong. Her skin is too smooth. Her eyes are huge and glossy and completely blank, like a doll's. Or like something that's trying to look human, but isn't. That's when all the other doll-like girls begin to sit up in their beds. They all stare at me with glassy, unseeing eyes and some point their fingers at me. 
They don't talk out loud, but it's like I can hear them speaking directly into my mind, saying something about how I'm in trouble and this is all my fault. Terrified, I turn and sprint through the door and down the dark hallway, which now seems three times as long. When I finally get back to the front room with the table and teacups, I see my mom and dad, not sitting in the chairs, but up on the ceiling. Their mouths hang open and their eyes stare at me blankly, helplessly. Suddenly, a booming, guttural voice comes from somewhere above me, repeating garbled phrases over and over again. It says things like, This is all your fault. Your parents told you not to touch anything, but you disobeyed. They're dead because of you. That's when I would always wake up. I attribute the dream to every child's fear of losing their parents, especially if you feel like it's your fault. I also know that that one scene from The Exorcist scarred me for life. I still haven't been able to bring myself to watch the whole thing, and I try to steer clear of any other movie about demons or possession. Though I haven't had that nightmare for years, I can still remember so much of it so vividly. I'm afraid that if I were to ever actually watch the entire film, the nightmares would return. I don't know if I'd ever sleep again. Thanks for listening to our special Patreon episode of March 2020. Don't forget to check out our latest episode on Peter Bergman, the man who never was. And be sure to tune in on April 7th for another brand new episode of Straight Up Enigmas.